What's up, you guys? Sorry we're a little late. We had to uh, get our shit figured out over here. But we're here. Time out with you, Stadium. Nick, Frankie, Brianna, the whole crew. We have uh, a big interview in this show a little bit later on. If you guys haven't seen, we were lucky enough to get our Flow Bros in an interview. And they're going to come and chat with us, introduce the show. So Hunter Henry. And we got Sean Culkin. And yeah, it was a, it's a pretty big deal. But before we get into that, uh, we have some Russell Wilson news. I guess you could call it some pretty interesting news. Um, Diana Rossini today has said that the Seahawks are not actively shopping Wilson, but they have answered some calls from other teams about him. So with that being said, um, Nick, we'll hand this to you first. Is he staying in Seattle or is he is he out of here? Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting what Rossini said. She said that, you know, that they've gotten a, a ton of calls from teams interested, and obviously Russell Wilson's one of the, the best quarterbacks in football, and if anybody like him is available, um, the phones will be ringing off the hook like they are for Deshaun Watson in Houston. Um, but she also made, like, a quick little note at the end saying that they've also made calls to teams, whether it's kind of like just gauging the market, seeing what some of the offers would be like. Um between that and like the Russell Wilson saying, Hey, I'm not requesting or demanding a trade, but these are four teams that I would go to if, if that, you know, was the case, it, it, it feels like it's a little bit more real or maybe a little bit more ahead of where we are with a Deshaun Watson, um, where, you know, Watson and Houston, they're not even taking any phone calls from teams, let alone calling teams. So I don't, I don't, I still have a hard time. And I know Frankie disagree. I still have a hard time seeing them move him to me. It just feels like another one of those, like Russell's pissed and he'll complain about it. And then eventually they'll meet, you know, halfway and they'll put everything aside for another year and they'll try and improve the team around him. Um, maybe get him another offensive lineman in for agency or in the draft with a second round pick. It just seems to me that, you know, this could be eventually heading for a divorce, but I, I don't see it right now. Yeah, I, I think he's gone. I think Russell Wilson, uh, his time is done in Seattle. Um, it started with uh, him saying a few off seasons ago to some people in his inner circle that he wasn't happy with um, some of the assets that they were getting through the draft and free agency. And uh, now it's gotten to the point where his agent is saying things to people directly. Um, Russell Wilson's not the type of person to go on social media like our boy Nick Jamal Adams, big uh, <laughs> big big crybaby over there. But yeah, Russell Wilson's not the type of person to go on uh, on social media um, and express his discontent with the team. He's going to do it the right way. You saw it a few years ago. Heard rumors then. Now it's gotten to the point where the agent is saying things, and now Diana Rossini, who's a legitimate reporter, is now saying that the Seahawks are fielding calls. I think it's broken. Like we said a while ago, and like many have reported on with Deshaun Watson, that it's broken. And it's broken with Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's gone. I think it's the end of his time in uh, in Seattle. It's, it's unimaginable to think that this guy's going to be leaving Seattle. I mean, you can't even fathom it. Um, it, was, it was crazy to think that Deshaun was going to leave, and he probably he likely is. Now, Russell Wilson, I mean – this is setting up to be the craziest free agency period we have ever seen in I'm I'm going to go out on a limb not only the NFL history it's going to blow away any NFL offseason we've ever seen it might be the craziest offseason in recent sports history if you have Russell Wilson leaving you have Deshaun Watson leaving you have players like uh, like we're going to speak with soon, Hunter Henry that are that are available. Dak Prescott's looking for a new deal. You have quarterbacks left and right that are looking to be moved. This is going to be wild. Nothing like I think the NFL or or, or, or most leagues have ever seen before. So this is setting up to be pretty insane. And uh, I think Russ is out. It's just all things on the wall at this point. Yeah, Jeremy Fowler mentioned the Bears as a, an intriguing option for Russ. Is he, he said that he heard from sources that Russ is interested in the Chicago market, a big market, a bigger market than Seattle is, obviously, um, is intrigued by a up-and-coming or emerging offensive line. I don't know how true that is. And also is interested in a, an offensive-minded coach like a Matt Nagy, who if you tell that to Bears fans, they might 
do a double take and be like, are we talking about the same guy here? The same guy everybody wanted out like two months ago. So that report I found a little interesting that he's interested in Chicago. Look, they're a great historic franchise. The fact that he's interested in them isn't a surprise to me, but for the reasons why the emerging offensive line, I'm not sure that's true. And uh, Matt Nagy being a great offensive mind, I'm not sure that's true. So I found that report to be a little interesting for sure. And I think what we're all looking past here is the fact that Rossini didn't only say that they're fielding calls, but they're making calls. That's a huge deal. That's, that's a way huge. bigger that's, deal than that's fielding crazy. calls. Like they're, they're shopping him. Even though she said technically they're not, what are you doing if you're calling other teams? You're not calling to ask what's for lunch. Like you're talking about offers. They're talking about who, who would give what. So that's like, that shouldn't, you know, it's almost like burying the headline of it. That's like, really really legit news that's yeah, like what I, I did with splash i was like yeah, i was like calling people yeah I, I didn't want to just fire him i wanted yeah, something in I return i was calling companies being like listen we're going to give you this producer and we want something in return all right yeah that's, it's it's better that way leave him alone i think if he wasn't gone in the first place because i think i think he is regardless yeah. but jj watt coming into the conference into the division Oh, yeah. If he was unhappy with his point. offensive line and how much he got put on his ass before, oh, my God. Yeah, Him those pass rushers are crazy. Chandler Jones yeah. twice in a year. Well, you got to face Aaron Donald, Nick Aaron Bocca, Donald, Eric Armstead. Fred Warner. Yeah. Like, wow. No, thanks. I'm all set with that. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was – the straw that broke the camel's back for him to the be. The NFC North pass rushers don't really kind of hold a candle to that. I mean, who do you really have? I mean, you have the Smith brothers in, in Green Bay. I mean, they might split up. Um, if you're, the if Lions, you're playing Chicago, nobody. you don't have to worry about yeah, any, Khalil Mack. their defense at all. And that's who I would be more afraid of is Khalil Mack and the Bears defense if I was yeah. a quarterback. Well, don't you guys think that the reason why Russell Wilson wants to leave is because he wants to win? Is Chicago setting up in any way to be a team that you consider a contender next year? I think if Russell's no. leaving, it's going to be to a, a, a legitimate team. It's going to be something a little bit um, crazy. I, uh, I, something I'll throw out there. I have a little bit of a, of, a, of a crazy scenario. I think Russell Wilson could end up going to a team like the New Orleans Saints, the – New England Patriots, some team that has some prowess and is able to win now. He's not going to go to a rebuilding situation like basically Chicago's in at this point. He doesn't. He wants a better situation than Seattle. Seattle didn't do it for him. Are able to win now? I'm kind of going a little bit on a stretch there, but I mean, he's going to want to go to a team that has something in place, that has a system, a coaching staff. That, that he can trust. He doesn't, I think he doesn't trust Seattle. And it may have started bringing this all back to New England. It all starts there. Like, like you know, when your first Super Bowl, you guys won cheating. I mean, it all started there um, with the cameras. But it all starts in New England. And if you look at that Super Bowl that they lost on the one-yard line, that I think was this subtle just chip. Chip, he's constantly questioning. I lost a Super Bowl because we didn't run the ball. He wanted that Super Bowl MVP. If he threw that, if he threw it in and they scored, he would have had you know two touchdowns. And you know if they ran it and you give it a Lynch or you give it to somebody else, he 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 wants the accolades, Russ. Like that was the report today. He wants to be known as a top five quarterback, top ten ever. Like he doesn't want to just be like, oh, he's you know top five right now in the NFL. He wants to be like what Tom Brady is like the, the goat yeah. in that conversation. He's not going to get it playing in like a Seattle market. It's just it, it, there's no, like Seattle fans are great. They're crazy. They're loud, but it's not Chicago. It's not New York. It's not new England. It's not Texas, you know, Houston or, or Dallas. I'm sorry. Like he wants to go somewhere where, you know, like splash just said, he wants to be legendary. Like or he already is. He's great. Everything but he wants that next step and he wants to control. He wants to, he doesn't want to live in, you know, Pete Carroll's sh shadow and run heavy play defense. He wants to air it out and throw the ball all around. Maybe he should go somewhere in a dome and just pad his stats like Drew Brees did in his whole career. So, I mean, that's a, that's an opportunity that I would look for. I don't think the saints can make it happen money wise unless they gut the entire team, but you know, I would look. Uh, I would look for a team stay in the NFC and try and find somebody who's playing indoors. I think Dallas 
makes so much sense for both teams. That's, that's Dak, a good one. Man. Dak Prescott in a first-round pick for Russ, yeah. like, that'd be awesome. Seattle doesn't rebuild. Pete Carroll, 70 years old. They get the first-round pick back. They can get an offensive lineman. They already have DK Metcalf and Lockett. It's not like he's going somewhere with no receivers. Russ goes somewhere indoors. Great offensive line. He can air it out all he wants. They have Mike McCarthy there who likes to throw the ball. Great receivers. The money makes sense. Like They obviously don't love the idea of paying Dak, but you get Russell Wilson who is like a star. Even if, you know, I think we all think Dak is pretty damn good too. He's not Russell Wilson. So Dallas can hang their hat on Russell Wilson and his Super Bowl. And it just makes sense for for both for both teams, but I don't know. It's uh, I still don't really see it happening, but I'd love to. It'd be it'd be cool to see it, and I'm all for Seattle being worse next year. The Jets have their first round pick, so hopefully they <laughs> trade him somewhere. And they don't get Dak back, but they do a rebuild. Well, there you go. There's a reason. All right, oh, yeah, there's um, always something in my back pocket. Always a back. Yeah, I got oh, it. Yeah. All right, uh, free agency is a little over a week away. And like Frankie said, this has potential to be one of the craziest free agencies in recent sports history, not just the NFL. So on the U-Stadium app, we released our top 100 free agents. So let's just kind of, let's just go through it. If you you guys, who who was the one that actually came up with this list and wants to kind of explain the brain power behind it nick actually came out with a really good list i didn't have much to say believe it it's the first time i've ever heard that too and actually hotep on the app gave us credit for a list for the first time ever so shout out to him usually he'll go and he'll throw a little jab there about what we did and we'll get shit on for a list that we put out i mean everybody (laughs) loves to hate lists right like we do it everybody does it but um yeah so i mean as you can see here, I put the little notation of, you know, this will look a lot different in a week from now at the deadline, March 9th for the franchise tag with Dak Prescott, Shaq Barrett, Allen Robinson, Godwin, literally five or six of our top eight are probably going to be off the market anyway. Um, but you have Dak here who is a franchise quarterback, you know, borderline elite. Um, anytime a quarterback like that is on the market, he's definitely going to be a number one. We all love Shaq Barrett here. Um, Trent Williams is, is, going to be paid a ridiculous amount he'll probably get the highest contract of anybody uh in free agency besides for you know a quarterback like Dak Prescott but you know if you go down the list like Joe Tooney Corey Lindsley Brandon Sheriff those are like three linchpin offensive linemen like interior linemen if you can add one of them in 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 free agency like a team like Seattle if they can go all out and say look Russ like give us another year let us fix this add one of those three guys if they hit the market, two of the, two of the three are definitely hitting the market in, in Lindsley and Thune and Joe Tooney, but um, Sheriff, they don't want to tag for the second time, but they also don't want to let him go. So could be a potential for an extension. And that's what the little money bag sign notates. It's uh, either a tag or an extension coming. And then if you just you know scroll down, it's such a deep cornerback free agency class, which is good because the draft this year at corner is, is a little light. You know, usually you get, um, some some deep like six or seven corners that go in the first round. You might only get four this year, um, and it's also deep at edge. Like you got someone like you know looking down the list, uh, Marcus Golden, Tyus Bowser, who's probably going to end up back. Olivier Vernon, I know he's hurt and he's getting up there in age, um, and even Jadavian Clowney's out there. We're not huge fans of Clowney, but he could still play if he's healthy. Um, so there's there's a ton of depth at this free agency class on the defensive side of the ball and at receiver. I mean, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. Kenny Galladay probably won't be going anywhere unless there's a tag and trade situation. But when you go down, you see um, Curtis Samuel, uh, Corey Davis, Juju, uh, Will Fuller. I mean, those are really good receivers who are going to help pretty much any team that they sign with. So it's it's shaping up to be a really cool class, even with these franchise tags, which will probably be uh, a record this year, they're saying. Um, and also, you know, Rossini, to, to give her another shout-out, she said it's going to be a bl- bloodbath the next few days of teams trying to get under the cap as quick as possible. And you're going to see some talented players hit the open market who you may not expect to. Um, and we put out, it's also, you can click the little breaking news ticker. If you want on the app, go to the um, possible uh, cut list and you see some, we went through basically each team's contracts and, and salary cap situation and put down guys who they can financially move on from they have the flexibility to it's not like they're going to get rid of all of these guys but they have the opportunity to move on from these guys and not take a big dead money hit which teams obviously don't love doing but um this list will look a lot different in a week between the tags and the cuts but right now 
Um, just go on the app, check it out. The uh, top 100 list. We put it on our Twitter. We'll put it up on Instagram also after the show. And um, we'll go through a few guys that Frank and I like sleepers wise on offense and defense and do a little, uh, who would you rather on the uh, offensive side of the ball too. But I mean, off the top, like I love the offensive lineman in this class. I'm an offensive lineman guy. Uh, even some tackles like Cam Robinson, uh, Taylor Moten, who's probably going to end up back in Carolina. Like those are really good tackles. Uh, maybe not your you know franchise left tackle guys, but you can bring in a, a right tackle for eight to nine million dollars and sure up your offensive line. I mean, I think almost twenty eight teams in the NFL are looking for offensive linemen. Yeah, this is the first time, and we're gonna get into because uh, we have Sean and uh, and Hunter waiting. Um, but this is the first time I've looked at a free agency, and I'm salivating. I'm salivating more. At looking at that list, and when I go to my boy Cutlets and Co., which just opened in Williamsburg, by the way, shout outs to Richie Z. That's my guy. I may you invest a little bit, Nick. I don't have much money, but I'm going to put a little investment in there. So, Richie, <laughs> if you're watching, dude, get me in there. Why doesn't he uh, sponsor the show? I'll take, I will take, I don't even want to check. Just feed us. Nick, yeah. yes, please. See, you Product. guys have to think long term investment equity. It's, that's more valuable than short term money. All right now is dinner. What is for dinner? Oh my god, <laughs> that's as long term as I'll go right now. And a cutlet and a cutlet wedge sounds pretty good. But what I'm saying with is with this list, I've never have you ever seen a list this good? Like I, no, I'm looking at this free agency list. You have elite players at every position. You can make mm-hmm. that's a Pro Bowl team. Yeah. I mean, you have a Pro Bowl team. You have you have first team all pros on there. It, it, it's an amazing list. And, uh, and it's honestly, uh, if a team has money, I'm not usually a fan of going in and just spending as much as you can go in a free agency and unload the checkbook, write them <laughs> damn checks and just start throwing them at people because there's a lot of great players on there. But, yeah. um, yeah, with that being said, we're going to take a 30 second break and we're going to come back with Hunter Henry, Sean Culkin Introducing Flow Bros, the new show on the oh, I always get it wrong because I on the new stadium platform, baby. We are going international. I'm going to Ibiza in a few days on a business. I'm not, but I, I, no, I you're not. It. <laughs> Just came back from Miami. Came back from Miami, right? Yeah, you can't oh, be going so I'm, I'm, I'm miserable in New York. I'm cold. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But hey, what are you gonna do? I got, I got the food here is better. New York City food's better than Miami food. Don't get that twisted. Go. So I will say that our bread is top notch. Il pane number one. But that being said, we're gonna take a thirty second break, and when we come back, we will have Hunter Henry and Sean Culkin live on U Stadium, and they will talk about Flow Bros and what is coming more. What more is coming to the network? So taking a break. Peace. Exactly. Welcome back. Time out with you, Stadium. Um, There's two extra people in this little chat right here. So if you can't tell, if you can't read their names, uh, Hunter Henry and Sean Culkin, who are the two newest members of our U Stadium team and the hosts of our new podcast, The Flow Bros. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Thanks for coming on. Um, So quick just kind of like intro to your show what do you guys what do you guys hope for this what are your goals behind it um what do you want the listeners to kind of pick up learn about you give me all of that yeah i think uh we have been talking about this we've been friends for gosh uh four or five years real close friends and we've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time last year we really got close to doing it and then just never pulled the trigger and I feel like it's always been in the works and finally we're doing it and we're excited. I feel like we're, we just want it to be kind of wherever we go, wherever the, you know, we go with the flow, um, kind of hence the name. Um, also the name with the hair, you can see Sean kind of has got a nice little flow. Um, I've always you been gotta a little grow jealous. It out, 
me, uh, I've grown it out. I've tried. Um, and kind of grows Sean's out always encouraged more me. like this. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of it's always know, a fro. It'd be yeah, the fro, bro. Fro, <laughs> fro, <laughs> fro. So, yeah, it's uh, we're excited. I think it's going to be cool. Um, me and Sean are pumped. Yeah. I mean, we just have like so many times I feel like in the last couple of years where we're like, man, this would be good to share with others. Like we should have a podcast or something like that, along with like, um, you know, everyone else probably in today saying the same thing. Right. But right, we think yeah. that we have like just a different element because of, you know, what we do for a living, but then also um, just our, our, our values and our interests. And we're just kind of make it like kind of Hunter said, like how it flows, but we're just going to talk about pretty much like every week would be something different. So it's not like we have a certain niche that we're always talking about this. Obviously we're going to talk more about football and our experiences in the NFL, but then we also have a ton of other passions that we're extremely passionate about that. We want to, you know, share with others there too. So it's going to be unique. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And you guys both have like a separate kind of path to the NFL, which is really cool too. You can kind of bring some different expertise. You know, Hunter was a top 35, well, you went 35th overall. I think it was second round pick and Sean, you've had to kind of like scrap and fight your, and claw your way up um, to through the practice squad onto the active roster. So it's, it'd be cool to kind of get your different, you know, not opinions, but kind of experience on what you've done and how you've gotten there. So I'm, I'm excited to, you know, listen to that and just hear kind of just your different, you know, how, how you've gone through from team to team, Sean and Hunter, what it's like now being, you know, courted by other teams and doing all that. So it's, I'm excited to just kind of hear your guys' experiences. Yeah, Nick, yeah, just yeah, like you said, uh, sorry, Hunter, I feel like like Go you're going to see, um, you know, a different light, right? Like we're all going to see like, our experiences in NFL from a different angle. Like you said, like Hunter, how he came in and how I came in. But at the end of the day, we're still on a team. We're still playing the same mm -hmm. sport, doing the same thing. So we had the same result, but how we got there, is extremely different and yeah. that's going to be fun to kind of share our experiences between the two and i think definitely a little bit of that yeah and our relationship um just like we saw each other and like we kind of grew with each other like as a player as friends as teammates um so we can bounce a lot of those stories and a lot of those fun times off each other um Obviously, like you said, we were, you know, different paths, but at the same time, we were all, we were still trying to get to the same goal. Um, so we were worked with each other, um, have a lot of cool stories. We lived with each other. So um, oh a lot of cool experiences we've done with each other. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, same. All right. So, all right, uh, Nick, you're up. Or Frankie, you're up. Sorry, Frankie, you're up. See what happens. Bree and Nick just they want to do a show together without me. I'm gonna start doing my own show. Me and me and me and Splash are gonna do a show next week. Forget Bye. it. I keep trying to remove you from the from the screen, but I can't. <laughs> I got the I creator to tools, on, bro. On NFL Red Zone. I don't know, man. Not, not gonna happen. Uh but Hunter, not to get too much into this. I know you're going through a free agency process now. Um what uh what does that look like for you? Like, are you fielding calls from a lot of teams? Is you and your agent who were we're close with your maybe agent on the marketing side, Mark, who actually set up the Flow Bros connection here. That actually's um, how we all met. But um, what does that look like on a day to day, man? Like, what are you valuing out of free, uh, you know, from teams um, contacting you regarding free agency? Like, how does how, how does that look? Uh, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, that's one thing lately. This year has been weird with no combine. Um, all the teams don't get together. So that can, you know, usually those guys in those passings are talking about free agents, talking about different things. So um, that's usually a big time for people to at least get a feel for your market. So this year was a little bit different. Um, and then just obviously this past year with COVID and just what's coming up with the salary cap, the salary cap has not really been finalized for this next year. So a lot of teams are still trying to wait to see what the – final salary cap is going to be. Um, and until they know that, they don't really know what they're exactly going to do. Um, and so I just, it's kind of just a waiting game and it sucks because I feel like I'm just, you know, you're just sitting there waiting. Um, you have to be patient. Um, so, you know, me and my wife are just sitting here waiting, being patient and uh, trying to figure out what's best. You know, I, we don't really know what's to come. Um, you know, we kind of obviously are going to look at everything, um, the whole picture, Obviously, finances, uh, team, just perfect fit um, for myself. Um, there's going to be a lot that kind of goes into it. So, um, you know, it's it's just a waiting game. 
and excited to kind of find out uh, where, you know, what it's going to be, how it's going to go down here in these next few weeks. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, man. I mean, it's probably there's probably so many variables there. So, I mean, it's it's something that is going to be a decision that um, down the line for you probably is going to dictate a lot of where you see yourself in five years as well. So whether it's a quarterback location uh, where you want to set up your family. So that's uh, that's interesting, man. In terms of um, you're, you know playing playing with the Chargers and and your experiences playing with Justin, who I know you're you're close with, um, you're, you guys have a really close relationship. I mean, is that that's obviously going to have have a big effect on you? I'm sure um, in terms of picking where you want to go. Yeah, definitely uh, will play a factor. I mean, and Justin being a young quarterback who's super talented um, with a great relationship with them. I mean. Um, it, it it's exciting it's an exciting destination and to be back with the chargers i'm not going to rule that out ever um you know it's been a great place for myself uh, my wife really enjoys it um out here and we've really i mean they drafted me so you know i always have a um special place for the chargers in my heart so um it's it, it's just a tough process you know what i mean it's just yeah. sitting back waiting and figuring out what's going to go down but it's always um it's always a potential of going back with Justin and everybody kind of saw what he did this past year. So it's uh it could be a, definitely a big piece into the puzzle of kind of what, what I want to do in, in the end. Cool. Sean, I want to uh, switch gears and talk about the go back in the, the vault a little bit from 2017 when you went undrafted out of Missouri. What's cause I'm always fascinated. Like once you get to day three of the draft and, you know, you have the you know, sixth and seventh round. You know, you start looking yeah. towards that undrafted period. Like, <clears throat> teams go crazy and set up all these calls to bring in free agents. What's What was that like with you? Like, what what was it that – were you courted by different teams? Were there multiple teams in the running? And, and why did you decide to um, sign with the Chargers? Yeah, like you said, Nick, it's a, it's a crazy experience. It's almost – kind of analogous to recruiting out of uh, going out of high school mm-hmm. to college, honestly, is, but it happens. It's all confined in like an hour. So I had a pretty good idea. I was thinking fifth to seventh round, but also knew to be prepared. Hey, if you don't get drafted, <clears throat> who are your top teams and kind of look at like, so I kind of knew going into the draft based off roster where I could see myself being um, a good fit. And so around the, like you said, fifth, sixth round, you start get calls, but, they're not calling you to draft you. They're calling you, hey, we're thinking about taking you as soon as the draft's over, like keep us on your radar. And towards the end, you kind of started to see, okay, this is where it's going to go. And you start getting all these calls and it's pretty uh, stressful. You have probably <laughs> within that 30 minutes to an hour, you know, you're using two, three, four phones, four different people between my agent, my family members and myself. And everyone's trying to feel that that roster, right? They, every team pretty much wants to get 10 to 15, 20 guys. So, you know, if you don't, if you don't get back to them soon, they might have moved on to someone else. So there's a little bit of a time uh, pressure uh, aspect to it. But for me, um, and for the same reason why I went to Mizzou too, I just wanted to go where I felt like I was valued and, um, and that they saw potential and value in myself as a player. And the chargers were one of the only teams to come to Columbia to do a private workout Every team in that process can have up to 25 guys come in for a visit in the, at their facilities for, um, you know, see the coaches, meet the strength coach, uh, do a physical, see the team docs, check out and everything. And that's a good sign. And they were the only team to fly me out to L.A. And that was actually or sorry, California, uh, <laughs> San Diego. Too. Uh, I'm in L.A. now. But uh, that, and that was my first time actually going to California, which was neat, too. But um so that's kind of why I picked the Chargers. I just felt like they saw the potential in me and they treated me well through the process as best they could without drafting me. And that's, you know, as an undrafted guy, the, the best I could, uh, you know, ask for. So so, so that's cool. The, the, the draft process, I mean, that that always in, interests me, the, the whole undrafted mm-hmm. kind of process when it goes down. But updating now on, you know, where you're at, you just – you spent three years, you know, with the Chargers from San mm-hmm. Diego to L.A., um, a year with Baltimore last year, so you got to play with Rivers, Lamar. I mean, those are two yeah. pretty good quarterbacks, you know, like not many better than that. And now, signing a futures deal with the Chiefs to play with Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in the league, was that like a, 
a deciding factor for you and and what exactly is a futures deal? I don't know if many are yeah. familiar with that. Well, to the quarterback question, I think that's uh, it's always in the back of your your mind, right? When you choose, because I mean, when I showed up at Mizzou, Chase Kaufman, who played at Missouri, he's one of the best tight ends in collegiate play, and he told me, "Hey, like, you just, as long as you have a good quarterback, befriend him, get to know him, because he, you know that's it, it will carry over to the field." And at Mizzou, that was always the case. I had between Drew Locke, Matty Mock. I always had good players. James Franklin. Um, and so, I mean, obviously I didn't factor that in when I went to LA, but, um, you know, playing with Phil, playing with Lamar and now with Pat, I mean, those are three incredible quarterbacks and it's, it's been a blessing, honestly, to learn from them and understand and to see how they operate on a day-to-day basis. I'm excited to play with, um, Pat. And I've also had some great tight ends. If you look at it too, I mean, look at Antonio Gates when I first showed up, and then Hunter Henry, right? So, like for me, I just spent wa- like time watching them play, and this how can I take the stuff that they're great at? How does that fit my role and what I can do? And that's growth, right? So I did the same thing there. I did the um, in Baltimore, you know, looking at Nick Boyle and his blocking abilities, Mark Andrews, uh, Pat Ricard as a fullback. I mean, three solid players. And then now I'll go and play with Travis. So yeah, uh, in the quarterback tight end spot, I've been very fortunate. And to answer your question on the futures deal. The way I look at it is pretty much it all comes down. Hunter, you can jump in too. Um, but for me, it comes down to guaranteed money. So, you know, when I signed a three year deal when I was undrafted with the Chargers, none of it was guaranteed. So, after my second year going in my third season, sitting in the offseason, yes, I'm on the Chargers, but if I don't play well in that camp, they're going to cut me and there's yeah. nothing guaranteed. There's no reason to keep me because there's no dead money if they keep me right. or cut me. So, it's essentially the same thing. Like, there's no guaranteed money in the contract but you're on a team you're on the 90 man and it's up to you to make the team come camp so it's the same situation i've always been in the last five years except for last season i wasn't on a team at all because i was still recovering from a um, achilles uh surgery so um that's the way i look at it. hunter do you got anything to add on the future still yeah i mean this is exactly what you said it's just it guarantees a spot for you in camp and gives you an opportunity to get in front of the coaches and get film and to prove yourself just like sean has done every single year and every i mean even the guys that are guaranteed i feel like in a way you you got to go you still got to go prove yourself every single year um every year is a new year um doesn't matter if you're undrafted the top guy um you still have to go prove yourself um and it's a production-based business um and you gotta you know prove that you're gonna add value to the team so i mean every only as good as your next play right exactly 100 percent. that's the league that's what the nfl is about um yeah it's it's a business man and you get to see that the more you're in it um you get to see kind of those decisions being made um so it's it's definitely a business and uh but it's to have an opportunity man um that's that's all you can ask for Bree, i just want to say one thing you heard what sean said right they want to play for good quarterbacks, meaning oh, Hunter's God. not going to the Patriots. Oh, we all know okay. that, all right? It's okay. If there's anything we got it's for right. you, honey, you ain't going to the Jets. I knew going into this. No problem. You can listen to Flow Bros for this. <laughs> there we go. It's That's fun. how you plug it. It's fun. Uh, speak, you guys, obviously, if we haven't covered it before, you guys are tight ends. You, we all know this. The position has become so much more glamorous now than maybe when we were younger. I mean, you look at guys like Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, he's considered one of the best, but in his time, like the tight ends, nobody really gave the tight ends as much credit as they do now with Gronk and Travis Kelsey and then Hunter with you, Darren Waller, people like that. How has that kind of, I guess, changed your outlook on your position? Like, is it more exciting to play knowing that, people you know give tight ends some love now finally um i feel like we're still underrated in a way people give us love but i feel like we're still underrated (laughs) it's getting um it's getting better it's getting better we have a national day now so that's huge we do Um, it's yeah we have a whole day dedicated to ourselves and and uh in the season which is nice um but yeah i mean guys like you said tony g uh gates uh witten um Gosh, Shannon Sharp, it, yeah. you know, the legends. Um, even going back to like Dicka and uh, I knew you were Dicka, baby. The legend. I knew it. You got yeah, it, baby. Got it, got to throw in Dicka. Um, but just even going back to all those guys, I feel like 
even though it's just such a matchup, you know, the tight end position is just such a matchup. It's hard. We're, we're a big body that can run. So it's tough for linebackers, but you, you can see how the game, because of the way the tight end position is changing, you can see linebackers change, right? So they're becoming a little bit leaner, uh, faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are, are like running four fours now that are linebackers, right? They're 235, 40 pounds, maybe even lighter and they're running four four. So it's just, the game has evolved, um, in a way that they know that they have to like, you know, have a guy that can cover the tight end because it's such a mismatch. Um, so it, the tight end position, I think has evolved the game in so many different ways, but I still think it's a little underrated. And then you have a guy like Kyle Pitts this year too. I'm sure you guys are going to get into that. Like, you know, I don't want to kind of, you know, steal any segments here from upcoming shows, but he might go in the top five, which hasn't happened in decades. So, I mean, that's going to be something to watch. I mean, he's, he's, the next, probably the next great tight end that comes into the league. So I mean, it's gonna be cool to see him. I yeah. think too, um, you know, the the increasing amount of like two, three tight end sets formations. You know, that was a big change. Like with the Patriots, I think when you oh, saw, um, you that know, Gronk crazy. and Hernandez, like that was really like the the evolution. I think to okay, now man, tight ends they're making plays left and right, and linebackers at the time, 10, 15 years ago, weren't really equipped to maybe guard a guy that is basically a receiver that's 250 that's running a four five and you started to see more tight ends like that and then with the college going to a spread you start seeing more playmakers making plays on the receiving standpoint and then you start doing more two tight end sets you have maybe one that's more of like a complete tight end a blocking tight end but then you have a guy like you said kyle pitts i haven't watched much of him but i know he's one of the best you know pass catching tight ends coming out of college right and um but that that fit because of all the new sets, um, I think that's a big part too in what's happening to our position. It'll be cool to see uh, how it evolves because, I mean, you look at just like fantasy football drafts and how important getting at least one above average to great tight end is and changes your team. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, yeah, don't get me started on Don't get me started on fantasy. Don't get me started. You were, you were my tight end this year, so thank you. I um, created the Twitter win, accounts. I I created fifty Twitter accounts. So after every game, I'm the one that's <laughs> um why he screwed me on my fantasy points. So Hunter, I'm sorry. That's that's been yeah. <laughs> the worst part about fantasy sometimes is these people take it way too serious, and I'm like. I had a pretty good game, right? You know, I, I, I thought I had a good game, and then I'm getting blown up that I didn't help him on fantasy enough. And I'm like, like, dude, you left three points out there, man. I need three points. I needed those three points. I would have won this week. And I'm like, get points geez. for blocks, man. Yeah, I got a block too. Yeah. I got to do some other things. Yeah. On the field. No fantasy points on my end. <laughs> we need a rule change for, for right. blocking points. Yeah, we. Uh, I just. Fantasy football is like the death of me. So we really, we won't get into it, but we've got some uh, (laughs) kind of fun icebreaker, get to know you guys questions. So we're going to do in our show, we do a little rapid fire segment. So we're just going to do the same thing. First thing that comes to mind, you don't really need to explain it. Just pops in your head just go. So favorite team growing up. Bucks. Falcons. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, this is a good one. Strangest game day superstition. You got to have one every athlete. I, I don't. I, I always say I don't have one, but I keep a routine. Um, golly. I don't know if I have like a the exact one. I just do the same process. You know what I mean? Like I don't do like something weird. Like everything um, starts at the same like time. So if a game's at four or one like it depends on when it's starting and then i know like four hours before the game i have a coffee and then i eat this meal at that time so every time it's always the same like routine i guess i don't know hunter and nothing's too I talk to myself a lot is that weird <laughs> is that weird, weird. Yeah, kind of like talk to bit. myself i talk like, to myself right, let's go let's go yourself? man go be the best today let's go you know what i, I mean like, like, i do that is that weird back and forth is that yeah yeah something? it's all good i kind of hype myself up in a way well, he's in the cell. corner of the locker room, staring at the wall, talking to himself. It's not that weird, yeah. though. I want to consider that yeah, strange, weird. right? Hunter, that's not strange. Like, yeah. No, it's not a superstition. That's just – that's football, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, we got pregame meal. Do you guys eat before games? 
throw up after? Like, how do you guys uh, do tough, it? Tough for me to eat on game day. But usually, since we play like afternoon games, I'll eat like an omelet and, uh, and then, uh, honestly, that's uh, like some potato, like some hash browns. And then, uh, okay. that's about it, honestly. Maybe a oh, smoothie packed with a bunch of protein smoothie. so yeah. I can make up a, make up a bunch of protein in a smoothie. It's easier to get down a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I go sense. smoothie, omelet, and a little bit of pasta and chicken breast. I won't finish both, but just to get a little more carbs and protein. Who okay. eats more? I'm going to go with Sean. I'm going with yes. Hunter. No. Yeah. I know. Oh, Sean does. Yeah, Sean does. Sean. Yeah, I eat more. Sean does. <laughs> My man put down some some food. Some food. <laughs> I don't know. Don't let Hunt fool you, though. I mean, we put down some za. In our All right, we put down some pizza. And night, we put down some food sometimes. And we crush some pizza. Yeah, we do. We have them passed for sure. All right, this is my question right here. You you have one sandwich. You can only have one for the rest of your life. What's on that sandwich? Oh, it's easy. It's oh. public subs. The ultimate supreme. Oh, Publix, bro. Publix, bro. Public subs. <laughs> Do you guys know about that? Is that no, the, they don't know Publix, bro. Publix, Publix is Publix. like Bonds, um, like a Ralph's. Yeah, that's like, like, Southern California. We don't have that up in the Northeast. We've got like, oh we got Wegmans, gosh. I guess. That's kind you of like Kroger. Okay. It'd, be like no, Kroger's Kroger. and, it'd be like Wegmans. I had Wegmans in uh, Baltimore. It's just like Wegmans and it has the okay. best. Our producer bro. Ryan says Publix is the best. Said it in Wegmans. the chat. Yeah, splash. What's Wegmans, on the sandwich, bro. though? This What's is some, uh, is the one I go with. Oh, it's, supreme. Um, what is it? It's lettuce, Fucking tomato, salami. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like an Italian combo kind Italian of? Italian combo, yeah, cool. yeah. If I could do one sandwich. I, uh, Publix is up there for sure, but I'm probably going to do like a tur- turkey BLT mm-hmm. um, with like a, on like a good sourdough bread. Uh, throw a little avocado on there, a little lettuce. Ooh. Man. BLT is one of the most un- BLT is nice. a very underrated sandwich. Very yeah, you know, I've man. never had a yeah, BLT. I've never oh, had phenomenal. just the bacon. I've never had one. Oh, those are good too. But I like to throw a little turkey or chicken on there. It, yeah. it makes yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it. It takes yep. it up a level. The BLT tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. I don't know. I need like a like a hot sandwich, like a nice chicken parm. Well, it's hot. I would get it, I would get it toasted. I would get my BLT toasted. <laughs> hot. You know what I mean. It's funny to I see the difference because like you're talking like to actual... three Northeastern, like Italian Americans yeah. here, and it's like you're talking pizza, and then you're talking like sandwiches. It's like, where's the chicken cutlet? Right? Yeah, Hunter, Hunter, and Sean, you guys know about the chicken cutlet them. game? You guys know about I that? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my what? God. what? Enlighten us. Tell us more. Language. Chicken oh, it's cutlet. Language, it's a thin, man. a thin slice <laughs> cutlet. You egg wash it. You put some flour and you fry it on a on a Let's skillet. Fry chicken. Yeah, but no, it's thin cut, it and then you put it on a sandwich. So you stack up a few. You got a you got nice Italian piece. You got the little drums. thin, crispy cutlet. Yeah. Chicken cutlet's the best, it's man. Oh, put some, put some lemon on it. Oh, hey, yeah. I say next episode, Hunter, we have a chicken cutlet. We'll we'll have it for the first yeah. time together on the floor. Yeah, chicken have? cutlets out here, bro? You oh, guys will find them. You can get them. It's the easiest thing in the world. I don't know. First timer with a cutlet risky yeah, grease fire yeah maybe don't make them <laughs> i'm getting scared thinking about it yeah i take that back actually they're not uh, hard if freeze any and send it your way maybe we'll do that yeah i, like I made that. them the other day the same, it came but... out beautiful so <laughs> i like it so next time i'll send you guys a care package from you stadium Some all right who's your what's the craziest locker room or practice field moment doesn't have to be from you guys maybe a teammate or, or even just like a teammate. If it's not a moment, just yeah. like a, a teammate yeah. that was just crazy in the locker room that you remember that was wilding out. Oh, Hunter, I'm thinking of uh, the scrimmage against the Rams a couple years ago. <laughs> Ooh, that was a little crazy. Keenan. That was a little feisty. I ain't going to lie. We got a little feisty. It was on edge. Okay, we go. Let's just set the stage for this one first off. Well, we had already practiced with them, right? Already, that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Already oh, yeah, practiced with one, them. Yep. And we kind of like hit him in the mouth a little bit, right. like at the first practice. Like we mm-hmm. kind of were like, we we took it real serious, and we kind of like, oh, we we did well against the Rams in the first one. So we go to their place, and we knew it was going to be a little chippy because it started getting chippy towards the end of the uh, the, the previous practice, and we get into one on ones, one on ones, oh, one on ones, and <laughs> we're like receivers pulling my hair. Yeah, we, 
yeah i'm like what are we doing like pulling hair you know like grabbing shirts and i'm like about to pull a hamstring i'm like dude what are you doing? <laughs> we're just trying to practice like we're trying to get better here man like don't like i, I realize you're trying to make the squad and all this stuff but like don't hurt me <laughs> uh so we we were kind of getting chippy down with linebackers safeties tight ends and so it was getting chippy but then we looked down to the receivers and the receivers were getting super chippy oh yeah uh i guess one of our receivers, Dontrell, he ran like a out like a corner or something, and the guy like just tossed him, like just in the middle <laughs> of the route, tossed him down. So he gets up, right, throws his. This is the first thing he threw his helmet off. Then he like throw his helmet off to like start mm -hmm. fighting. I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. that's the worst thing you got to do. Leave your helmet right. on. Yeah, and like, <laughs> fights in football practice are stupid because you're just punching helmets. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just bad not ball. Ideal. It's not ideal. <laughs> no so we look down right and we're all it just becomes a mad brawl because we everybody just collides into that um we thought practice might end <laughs> didn't we we thought like oh we're probably going to go home now because this right. is just going to be a bad practice the rest of the day but we kept going we and kept about <laughs> every second play there's another brawl so if for about <laughs> two hours straight we had a brawl every two plays small um, one. kids nothing were crazy until yeah, nothing the crazy the culmination was it was bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> just a bad day. I remember we, seeing a video. I remember seeing a highlight from a different angle, and you just see—I forget who it was—and he was just charging. It's Keenan. Keenan, Keenan yeah. right? No, I know. I don't know who was charging. <laughs> and Keenan <laughs> dropped, picked him up, and put him on his back. Oh, it was, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Jeez. That was that was that was pretty legendary. Um, that was pretty. It was bad of us to do, but it was it was kind of fun to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when the first the first time in camp that you get to you know hit another team right like it always it always sounds like there's some fights that go down when you do the you know the team scrimmages right is that is that that's the time when it, like when it happened like midway through camp and you know you're about a week right. out from preseason yes it's it's <laughs> it's in the middle of like we've been going for like yeah three weeks and it's just we're just just beat down and we're like it's like two right. days after you just played a game and then yeah. you're in this team, knowing that you're going to play them in three days in a game. Yeah. And you've been going for 30 days and it's hot. And yeah, it's just, yeah. Not we need to get rid of joint practices. Just, <laughs> just, what's yeah. this? What's the deal with that? How often do you guys do joint practices or it just depends? I mean, is it like, I would often? say they're fun though. It's a good change up, but at the yeah. same time, they just always end up somehow getting chippy in a way. Um, and they're always like, just because we're practicing and it's like in a game, you yeah. can't really do that stuff because you're going to get penalties. But out here, it's just like, oh, we can do whatever. Um, but we'll do it. Golly, with the Chargers, we did it a lot. I feel like, mm. didn't we? Probably. We yeah, would no, we, like, we, we would always do one with the Rams because it was just up the road. And then the Saints yeah. would always come out the, uh, the Cali. Yeah. So we would have like a, that would be a joint, like a week. You'd have like mm. three to four practices. And then, then play you play two days later a game and you've already run pretty much all the plays that you're going to be running it's just yeah it's just not Damn. ideal but yeah <laughs> when you guys are enjoying practices who's who's setting up like the drills for tight ends is it one of the coaches or they're both together like how do you coordinate what what drills you guys are doing or it's just i mean it's kind of like the same like same schedule. setup. yeah kind of, like you, yeah. you split up you know we're doing our same stuff we're doing it's almost like like a pre-game like we're going through just our drills running routes we might get together on offense run five plays on air and then it's like okay we're gonna go to 11 on 11 or one-on-one seven on seven but instead of going against the defense like we would in camp then the saints come over from their field they've just did the exact same thing that we just did for the last 30 minutes and they come over and then we have a joint like scrimmage if you will mm -hmm. okay yeah that makes sense yeah. hmm. all right well i think we got i think we got everything we needed to get you guys so that was awesome cool thank yeah. you, you want to be on the show with us every week i mean i'm down every other dude. week you yeah, guys can come on whenever you want be fun it's good yeah we gotta do what they do on espn when like Stephen a joins uh like get up and then they do the other way around and they have yeah. like greeny go with skip and i'm not skip uh with Stephen a so we do like yeah. one of you guys can hop in on our show and vice versa so just buzz you in real quick <laughs> well all right so we obviously got to plug the show flow bros is going to debut on Monday, we decided. Yes. Final answer was Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time um, with these two guys. And if you thought anything that they had to tell us today was entertaining, just wait until you – just wait. Just wait. <laughs> um, make sure you have the U Stadium app. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, and you can get 
Time Out With You Stadium, Flow Bros, and everything else that we have right there. So with that being said, we're done here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Nothing like a good old fight. <laughs> they came out back. Splash. Oh, my God. I love that. That's a shout-out to Splash for what that. What a pull yeah. from Splash right there. The way Keenan Allen just came in and pile drove that guy. Are you kidding? <laughs> WWE. Are you kidding? Me and Nick got in a fight one time. Yeah, that was me. Believe that was like Nick, actually. He actually beat me up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. that was uh that was gee i've seen just going to pat's camp every year i've seen a couple uh you know back and forths between like edelman and gilmore that one time but nothing like that i would that's insane that's crazy so they Hunter weren't got involved in that one i, I think he was off to the side a little bit I I'm not gonna not. throw him under the bus here, but I don't see, <laughs> I don't see him as a uh, a, scr a scrap kind of guy. Yeah, that but that awesome, interview though. that interview was great. Yeah, like just we want to get them on more. Like just knowing those guys is just awesome. They uh, they're funny. Like when they're together, I've spoken to them now a bunch of times setting up the show. They're hilarious. So you guys are gonna love the show. It's gonna be sick. And Hunter will give you all the glimpses and like insights into his free agency. Which I mean, how many times do you get? He's the, I would say he's the number one rated tight end right now in free agency, top five yeah. player. Um, we just showed our list. I mean, he's he's a, he's a big get. They were projecting him to get maybe ten and a half million a year. Um, I saw somewhere in Roto, you know, he could sign somewhere between a thirty and forty million dollar deal unless that god darn franchise tag comes in, oh which they need to axe. But if that happens, then everything changes. But yeah, that that interview was just awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're, they're a good vibe. They they vibe. They, you know, the flow. No pun intended. Again, but they flow really well together. Like they just, you know, it's like they're hanging out. Like you feel like you're just chilling with them. So uh, it's gonna be really cool. I can't wait for Monday. Yeah, I mean, they're awesome, and the fact that we were able to get them on here is awesome. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great for the network all around. So it's pretty cool. Um, but back to our little uh, free agency talk before we jumped into. The interview we had in our plans for the show today, we kind of had a little this or that planned with free agents. So let's just run through this real quick. You guys just say who you would rather. Um, and then we'll go into some rapid fire questions from the comments after. So first cool. and foremost, Curtis Samuel or Corey Davis? I like both. I'm going to go Curtis Samuel, kind of a little jack of all trades guy. Frank? I'm going to go Corey Davis because he can play the flank number one wide receiver position. Okay. Um, provided neither of them gets tagged, Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin? Uh, give me a, give me Allen Robinson, man. I want to see him with a good quarterback for once. Like, Jesus, he's played with the worst of the worst. Um, Godwin's great. Love him. Huge fan. Wanted him out of the draft in Penn State, but – I think Al Robinson's that big body, goes up and gets it, runs all the routes, put him in the slot, he could do it all. Uh, I think he's a top five receiver, whereas Godwin's probably on a few like steps below. I'm just taking Godwin from a wear and tear perspective. His best years are ahead of him, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Godwin. Give me the younger receiver. And I like his attitude, Chris Godwin. Yeah. I think it's underrated how he thinks about the game, so I'm going Chris Godwin. All right. Uh, Will Fuller or Juju? This one's interesting. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go with, give me Will Fuller. Let Juju worry about his TikTok videos. Let him worry about looking good in front of the camera. Will Fuller doesn't say anything. All he does is run them street routes for touchdowns. Will Fuller is extremely, un yeah, I mean, yes, that's the one bad part. <laughs> yeah. Pretty important, right? Staying yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I guess for that reason, I don't love either of them, but for that reason alone, I'll probably just take Juju just because he's there. He plays. 
All right. Uh, Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith? I feel like we just all have to say Hunter for this one. Hunter Henry. Who gotta back the boy. <laughs> I'm gonna take John. Oh my Lord. Are you serious? Yeah, don't don't send it to Hunter, but yeah. Later. <laughs> he's done. I'm, I've had a, I'm sick of him. Put a splash on. I think he's someone who could go to a more pass friendly offense and, and really kind of like blow up into a top five guy. Oh, it's Hunter to me. I just like his size. I like all that he can do. I was watching some clips of him the other night, and um, he just does everything. And he's really good in traffic. Janu again, Nick. Like you like Janu and Curtis Samuel, which I like too. I do think they're a little bit dependent on the offenses that they're in and how creative yeah. they are. Hunter, you put him into any offense, he'll be productive. Same thing with Jan- I like Titans those kind of offense, guys. That Titans offense is very run heavy, though. If you put Janu in an offense where they feature him a lot more, like. I don't even know. Like, I'll put him in Green Bay with Rodgers. I know he doesn't really love to – like they haven't had a great tight end, but put him in an offense, an open offense like that. I think he's like – I think he's got top three. Like you could talk about him with like a Waller and conversation like that. I think he's that athletic. All right, moving to the opposite side of the ball, Bud Dupree or Yannick Ngakwe? Those are both my dudes. I'm going to take Yannick just because – I've been old school. I mean, not old school. I've been I've been on the Yannick trade for a while. I don't think he's a, the player you saw in Minnesota and Baltimore last year where he wasn't very effective. I think he's one of the best uh, strip sack guys. I think he's a force. You know, he's a machine. He could get after the quarterback. He can you know score on the defensive side of the ball too. He can uh, really impact the game as a pass rusher, and he's healthier than Bud Dupree is. But it's tough. I love Bud. I love me. I do love me some Bud multiple times. Actually, no, I don't. I'm 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 not a Bud fan anymore. In, in that was my high school days. I was, I was a big Bud guy. But um, uh, I'm taking. Give me Bud Dupree. 19 and a half sacks over his last two seasons. Um, he's actually productive. Yannick was a bit of crybaby and didn't really do much recently. Give me Bud Dupree. I uh, I, I like him. He's worked. He's gotten better probably every single year that he's been in the NFL. So he's. He works hard. I like him. All right. And then last one on our list. A little bit older, but pretty good. Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson? Oh, easy one for me. I think so. Too. Sherman. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I knew it. Sherman. Yeah. I think you Patrick Peterson's shot. I think he's going to be a safety soon. I don't think he could play man up anymore. Um, I know Sherman's better off and more of a soft off coverage anyway, but I think he's still one of the best corners in football. And what he brings from a, a mental standpoint and almost like a coach on the field, I think there's no one like him in the game, and I still think he could play at a top level for two to three more years. I think Peterson needed to get out of Arizona. He was there for forever. He was, you know, he was drafted by them. So I would, I think he needs to change the scenery. I like that he's not as old as Sherman. He's 30 years old, eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, Patrick Peterson. So put some re-two-peck on his name, Nick. Put some respect on it. But um, That's right, Tixie. That's my dude. Yeah. Patrick Peterson. All right. So I think Nick and I pretty much agreed on almost every single one of them. So you didn't, you wouldn't pick Hunter Henry. What's what's wrong with you guys? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So that was the only one. That was the only right. one. <laughs> that was Damn. the only one. <laughs> but all the other ones, I'm like in you, lockdown. Check, checks are bouncing from U Stadium this I week. Know, I know. That Venmo's getting <laughs> shut down. <laughs> no, it can't. Right. Uh, who's your sleeper? Give me a sleeper free agent, Frank, before we wrap up. Xavier Rhodes. Big Xavier Rhodes. Love man. that dude. Me too. Love him. I thought yeah. last year when the, when the Colts got him, it was a great move. He's a great player. Yeah, yeah, he is. I like, uh, I like two guys. On offense, it's a, it's a weird one. I love Jamal Williams, a running back from the Packers. You do? Yeah, I do. I love him a lot. He's only 25, too. When he gets the opportunity, not a lot of tread on the tires, too. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Great blocker too. When he gets, you know, the the line share of the reps, he's averaging like four point you know, four and a half yards per carry. Uh, I think he's averaging like one hundred and one yards per game when he's the lead back. I think he's a guy who's going to go to another system where he's going to get the ball more often, and I think he's going to become one of like the better running backs. I love his game. Um, and Trey Hendrickson on the defensive side of the ball, uh, athletic, like super athletic kind of guy for his size. Um, I feel like he's going to be like a Shaq Barrett kind of guy where he had a good year one on one team, wasn't really like the alpha there, and then went to another team to be the top pass rusher, and he takes off, and he's like one of the best pass rushers in football. I think that guy's 
uh, in line for a pretty solid payday. I think it's going to be between like 11 and $12 million a year. Um, maybe like guaranteed up 25 to $28 million. I think he's still 25 years old. And I think his best years are definitely ahead of him. I think he had like 12 or 13 sacks this year. Um, I think he's going to go somewhere else and, and be a beast. All right. Do we have time? Do we have time to do comment questions? Do you guys want to do sure. a couple? Let's, let's, let's throw them. Everyone throw in your questions. We're going to answer them now. Throw them. And make All sure right. you guys like the stream, like the stream and download the U stadium app because we're going to get you guys some exclusive content with Hunter and Sean post. And subscribe, subscribe on YouTube too. If this is where you're watching us, because if that's where you're watching us, why aren't you subscribed anyway? That's, that's that. right, Rachel. Thirty is not old. <laughs> no, no, Rachel. Thirty's old, girl. Trust me, I'm thirty. Oh, I'm, sc- 30 I'm scared. Too. It's very old. I'm scared. You blame your mattress for everything when it's just your age. Trust me. <laughs> All right, let's get some let's get some questions in the comment. Uh, we got our first one here. I feel like we answered this like last week, though. Is that an adult beverage or? I uh, I don't know. You want to do both, an adult and a regular? Both. Yeah, okay. go ahead, Frank. It's kind of uh, right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> regular ginger ale give me a nice ginger ale it doesn't matter what kind i love them all so ginger ale regular adult beverage i've recently switched i was a big I, double ipa person um for unforeseen circumstances i've had to uh retire from double ipas at least for the interim i am a tequila soda guy like there, there we go tequila soda with some lime it's fantastic by the way they're coming out with tequila soda White Claw drinks that are pretty damn good, gluten-free and all that jazz. Not too strong, so they, they won't knock you out. But uh, they're, what? Yeah, they're not. They're not that strong. It's like tequila. Like it's like a fire. It's like it's like, a, it's like having like a White Claw, but it's tequila soda style, like oh, a high that. moon, but with tequila. With tequila. They have those oh. in Miami, not yet here, but they're coming. Is that yours? Is, it seems like that's yours, uh, Brie. Yeah, so my normal regular is just it's water. Like I can mm-hmm. I drink like almost a gallon of water a day. Like it's just I don't yeah. know. I know it's boring, but um and then my adult beverage is either tequila or wine. Red wine. Uh, my my adult my adult beverage is definitely an old fashioned. That's that's my favorite drink. Right. Um not a big alcohol guy really anymore. Um but Definitely around the holidays, especially like an old fashioned. I love it. Um, and, and regular, it's like waters up there too with me. And uh, remember the uh, the quarter waters? <laughs> the oh little man, grenades? those are the those best. Were good. Oh, if the you want, like the sugary, yeah, the little green yeah. with the grenades, they're the best. Yeah, like you get this in Washington sugar. Heights still. You exactly. won't remember what happens after you have oh, it. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, surprise free agent signings or trades that we could see this off season. So free agent signings and then trades. I think Russell Wilson's getting traded to a contender. Um, I mean, Seattle's going to look to get him out of the conference. So maybe you could look at the AFC. So I think he, you could see him going to contender. So I think Russell Wilson's going to get traded. Um, surprise free agent signing. I think Antonio Brown's going to go to a, a pretty good team. I think he'll get more money than you think. I think teams are going to be um, interested in AB. And I and, and honestly, I don't see why not. Just give the guy a shot. I think uh, I think he'll give you really good production. So, yeah, I feel like the Saints are going to make a big trade if it's getting rid of somebody. Maybe like a Ryan Ramchick to a team just to kind of unload some salary cap. Either him or uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I feel like watch one of those two guys um and in terms of a signing i like give the packers like a top receiver man give them curtis samuel like let him run opposite and run around in the slot with with uh Devontae adams give give roger something that's a great that's a great uh, spot for him nick yeah man like that's, you can run the good. ball because they're gonna lose jamal they're gonna lose, lose aaron jones probably aaron jones curtis so gonna need... perfect for three bad yeah one, nick I'm glad you're not in our fantasy football league anymore. I know. I, I think I'm retired. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> what is, oh, oh, want to have a wine night break? Uh, no, I don't. Thank you. Thank you for asking, though. That's really nice of you to ask. That is nice. Um, is, that, is that Michael's? Uh, is that Michael P's burner account? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Any on that note. On that note. Yeah. On that note, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, yeah, oh, give uh, some love. 
Yeah. Throw yeah, shout out to Slash for the way Producer that he uh, hey. produced this show tonight. The seamless like guy. transition from interview to video to show. I mean, if there's any more Splash Eight, I'm leaving. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's it. Splash or, or no one. Yep. 100%. I don't agree. I'm not on that train yet, but we'll see. I'm getting there. I've been getting there. I've been getting there. You were nicer to him today. Only kind of yeah, like yeah. one shot at him. <laughs> Flash, yeah. Nick did tell me to be nice, nicer to you. He goes, I you know, did. You were mean to him. And I, he, I agreed with him. So yeah. I, I do apologize on this show. Um, right, I'm not mean to you ever, right? I'm not mean to Bri. I just cut her no, off. No, you guys time. aren't mean to me. I'd <laughs> give it right back to you if you were. I'm scared of Bri. I, I wouldn't be mean to her. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Italian woman. You better exactly. be scared. Yeah. Javi <laughs> wants that, to know your favorite type of wine. Send us home. Uh, I don't discriminate. I like all types of wine. So. That's a good answer. Pinot That's Noir. That. Italian reds. French whites. And Ooh. California, you could kind of go either or, but Italian reds are always the That's best. Tony Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you otherwise. Very nice. All right, we're done here. We're yeah. done. Yeah, we're, we're getting off the rails. Guys. We'll see you we next need week. To, uh, we need Another to go. week closer to free agency. That's it. Next week is our last week before free agency hits. So I'm lots excited. to talk about. I'm excited for the Jets to be used as leverage again and end up with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, all right. And that's that. We'll Dixie, see you guys next Dave's week. Going great. See you, buddy. Later. Later. Time out. <laughs>